0: Welcome to Season 1 of the Subscription Boss series, brought to you by The Product Boss, with your hosts and product experts, Jacqueline and Mina.
1: We invite you to explore the Subscription Box business model with us to add reoccurring revenue to your bottom line, plus increase your visibility. Interested? Keep listening. Let's build together. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Subscription Boss Podcast brought to you by Create Joy. I am your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my wonderful co-host, Mina Kunlo Sitep. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. So today is our last episode for the Subscription Boss. We have been so excited by the response from our listeners on the content that they've heard and how they've implemented it and actually signed up for their free two-week trial on Create Joy and are starting to become subscription bosses. So thank you for everyone so far that has done it and that are in our VIP Facebook group. And also for all of you that are going to try out Create Joy in this last week of our partnership with them.
0: Yeah. If you've had ever an inkling to start a subscription box, now is the time to sign up. There's no credit card required. So you can definitely just sign up with your email and then you can get this additional information that we're throwing out at you in our pop-up Facebook group. Um, for this trial period, basically. So definitely do that right now and make sure you use the link that's in the show
1: notes. So some of the things that we're talking about in our group right now are things like, let's say, sourcing, what to go into the box, and ideas. We have a few listeners in there right now that have a lot of really cool... Ideas and they're starting to sort of put it out there, talk to the other potential subscription bosses and see what they think would be a good investment and a good business startup. What else do you think, Mina, that people have been talking about that you think are interesting?
0: I think it's super interesting to see what the main obstacles are that are holding people back or the ones that are in the very beginning that they're like, hmm, how can I get over this hurdle? Um, A lot of what, what we've seen is that they struggle with sourcing. Which an episode of that is in episode five, and um, for subscription box, and then also scheduling. Like, I think we'll talk about that more, like what a schedule breakdown could possibly be. And we've talked about that in other episodes too, and also custom box versus regular box with a label on there. I think that's a question that, that gets thrown out a lot. Today, we're going to be talking about cost and margins, right? So, we'll be going over so much about what they need to be thinking about right at the beginning because that'll really set them up for success in the future.
1: Yeah, so today what we decided to do for all of you that have been listening and following along is talk about your cost and your margin. So how can you make this a profitable business? In general, I think that this information is useful for being a product-based business anyways, because it's all the things we have to think about. Packaging, labeling, the product that you're selling. Obviously, this, some of it you're not necessarily manufacturing. But we thought that this would be a really good roundout to once you have this idea, is it profitable? Because why would you start a business that you know, will take so much from you and not be profitable or not make you any? And so we've created this amazing spreadsheet that we are going to share with our private Facebook group. Uh, for subscription boss. So remember in the show notes, if you want to get in there, you have to sign up for the free two week trial and send us a screen grab to gmail.com and we will invite you in there and you will be able to use this amazing margin spreadsheet.
0: Yeah, so this is really for the biz nerds of that love numbers. This is the two of us. We love numbers essentially because we need to break them all down. Uh, we're not the best at math, but definitely the Excel spreadsheet does its magic. It's just going through like when you're in that seed and brainstorming and development stage, you really need to break down Line items of what the cost will be for you to see if it will be profitable, just like what Jacqueline said you know, is this worth your effort and is it going to be something that's sustainable for you? There's no need to get into a scenario, you could definitely tweak certain things where you're able to just format it differently. Maybe it's less products, maybe it's a different style of box or theme, you know. So, you can definitely set yourself up so then you are. Getting the best profit so you can last for a very, very long time.
1: Yeah. So I had a, a one-on-one call with a subscription boss yesterday and she does clothing. And so when we were trying to figure out what goes into her box, she right now sells online and, and loves pants, let's say, you know, and and sells a lot of pants. So we were talking about denim versus leggings to go into this box with this outfit box. Well, the thing you have to think about is denim or pants they are expensive. They're costly items. So if you're going to send someone pants, you might not be sending them a full outfit. It might be pants and a necklace. Um, And so for her to understand, because her box is going to be more expensive, but it still has to be value and like value added and something somebody's willing to pay for monthly, long-term. So this will help break it down.
0: Yeah, for sure. We're just basically going to throw through this Excel spreadsheet and chat back and forth. We haven't chatted, you know, in depth about this on the podcast yet. Um, So line item by line item, we're going to take you through it.
1: Okay. So the first thing that we want to talk about is packing materials.
0: Yeah, so in the brainstorming stage, some people might just graze over this thinking that this is going to not add up to a lot. What we're talking about is the crinkle cut paper. Maybe it's the bubble wrap. Some people use bubble wrap. Some people use um, packing peanuts. So that adds up per box. So when we're going through this list, we're talking about per box what your cost is going to be. So I put down 60 cents for that. I think that's pretty manageable. You know, you're buying, let's say, crinkle cut indefinite bulk and you know, it's getting everywhere basically. So 60 cents, I would say that's a nice round number. You might need to go up. You might need to go down depending on how heavily you pack that sucker of a box.
1: (laughs) So that would probably also include if they were going to do like inside tissue paper with a sticker.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, that all is incorporated in there. It's the packing materials. I actually subscribe to Globe In, which they use bubble wrap. I like it. It's just tape and bubble wrap. And But the stuff that they have is usually like ceramics. It's like housewares made by like third world country women. So a lot of it is very breakable.
1: Versus when I used to, I subscribed to Stitch Fix. And this is some years ago, so it may have changed everyone. So, um, but I remember the unwrapping was basically the Um, it was like, I think a blue tissue paper with a sticker on top of it. And then inside everything was poly bagged, but that was already, let's say if you're a manufacturer, you're selling clothing, that's already going to come in the poly bag. So that wasn't necessarily a cost to the box, but it was the paper and the, and the sticker inside. Yeah.
0: For instance, like Sparkle Hustle Grow, she packs herself, uh, her boxes in um, crinkle cut and it's white and she has gold spec ones. So real gold foil ones. I bet you that those gold foil ones cost her a little bit more, but she's doing it to round out her brand first and foremost in that packing.
1: So, side but- note. If you huh. do do crinkle cut paper, because I used to do it for my, for Cuff's tour, they are, when I bought them like in bulk, they're big boxes that we would like cut a little slit into and reach our hand into to get it because it does, it goes everywhere and it's bigger than you expect it to be. Yeah, it is very messy,
0: but it's fun when you're opening it. It feels like a great gift. So that's why a lot of people use it. Okay. So 60 cents for packing materials. Let's say that's 60 cents. So the next one is box the custom box. So there's two ways to go here. It could be the custom box or it could just be a plain like craft or white box that has a label on it. Um, what what do you feel? Do you think it should be a custom box or do you think that they should start out as a label?
1: I think with subscription boxes, the the expectation is that it is custom. I think because that sort of makes you feel a little bit more legit and more professional, right? If they're going to commit to you for a few months, then I would say that it should be something like that. Otherwise, it does feel like a little bit, I don't know, at home. But if that's all you can do, then that's all you can do. But that's just my opinion.
0: Yeah. You might want to test it out or you might say, you know, this is what we want to do, and try to incorporate them into the process, like the behind-the-scenes thing. I think that custom boxes are worth it. Uh, when I I actually called a bunch of box manufacturers and got quotes for a six by nine or nine by six by three, full color on the outside, blank on the inside, and the cost was it ranged from. $1.65 dollar sixty-five to I think the highest was four dollars and sixty cents. Incredible, right? So that or a dollar fifty-six was the, was the least. So a dollar fifty-six. For a full custom box. This is a nine by six by three, so that might change if you have a bigger box. But the same exact box from a different manufacturer was four dollars and sixty cents. How incredible is that difference, right? So, Were there minimum
1: changes? Like what was it? No, you know, I quoted minimum.
0: a thousand minimum, nine by six by three four color on the outside, zero on the inside. So zero color on the inside. Same exact quote, all different people. And and then I I, um, did the shipping always to Iowa. So like Pack Factory, P-A-K Factory in Washington, their shipping was a little bit more because they were in Washington, whereas like Company Box, they had a facility in Ohio, for instance. So all this the breakdown of all this is actually in subscription boss VIP's pop up group, so if you want to see any of this information, um, I give you the exact breakdown of the people that I called and what their quotes were but basically a dollar fifty six was the least amount that it came in at so dollar fifty six you guys for a full custom box now let's compare that to a labeled box the label's probably let's say ten cents the box is probably what do you think like eighty cents to a dollar maybe yeah. So we're talking like 50 cents difference here, 50 to 60 cents difference. The value in people's minds when they see a custom box is much more than 60 cents, you guys. So I would go with a custom box if you can make that quote work and if you can make it happen with that custom quote, you know, custom box right from the beginning.
1: And I save the boxes. Like sometimes I will keep the box to put other things in because it's so cute or so pretty. Um And so you have to think about that too, you know, whether it's just like, we're used to like the Amazon packages where like they come with the tape and you're tossing them out versus these boxes that maybe you could just kind of repurpose or put on your bookshelf, you know, just things that feel special.
0: Yeah. I actually repurpose them too. Um, You can actually just put, you can keep those boxes and then send them out via UPS. Um, I didn't know that until I asked the UPS guy and was like, can I use this box to send out? And he's like, yeah, we even have people that send out in pizza boxes.
1: Isn't oh that God. so funny? I know. <laughs> um, that's amazing but yeah, that's a great idea too because like if you're ever sending a gift in the mail or anything like you just something's more special you can definitely send that box out with something else in it. And some of them are really great hard boxes so they're good for things that you couldn't get out of a regular box.
0: Yeah. That's what I like about them. They're meant for mailing. So you can definitely like I send them to sometimes I have to send like props to photographers or whatever. So I use those boxes because they're heavy duty. Um, And
1: then in the meantime, my kids can play with them, you know, So remember, with a custom box, you're adding value to your customers' (laughs) lives. (laughs) You definitely are. Okay.
0: So in the next line items that we're going to be talking about is the products that are in your box. So, you know, this could be one, well, it probably should be more than one,
1: let's say three to five items. So really quick, I'm going to jump in and say that we are pricing this box at $40. So just so you know that if we're going to walk, if, and that's with $5 shipping. So it's actually a $35 box with a $5 shipping. So to walk you back, thinking about that in a 40, like if your product can, get, can be within this price point, because the numbers we're going to share with you on these products that go in are definitely lower price points. And it wouldn't work if you were doing um, a clothing box or even like, Sometimes even like a wine or like some sort of more expensive. Subscription box, and that
0: would be lesser items for sure. Right. Um, so, looking at these prices, we're just going to throw out some numbers to you um, based on these, and then I'll give you the total cost so you can kind of see what we're thinking. So, you know, one that's five dollars, one that's two dollars, one that's four dollars, one that's three dollars, and one that's fifty cents. I just do that fifty cents in there for fun. So that's
1: five products.
0: Yeah, five products. The total cost of those products is. Actually, that's not the total cost. Um, The total cost of everything will be $27.10. But should we move on to the next one so you get an idea of what our other costs are? Because that's not the total cost.
1: So what's Totally. But I think what we should do is share the product cost. So if so, just thinking about again that this is a thirty-five dollar box. So if someone's online and they're looking and they're like, "Oh, thirty-five dollars a month," it's five, nine, ten, eleven, $9, $10,
0: Fourteen fifty. While Jacqueline was talking, while Jacqueline was talking, I was doing the math. So it's not like I'm <laughs> that much of a whiz compared to her, guys. <laughs> <For, laughs>
1: Fourteen fifty <1450 laughs> in product in the box. So thinking when you're thinking about what you're going to make or what you're Going to sell, you have to think about that. Like, can the things I source be under $15? Or, you know, am I giving them three things that are under $15? And that would be, and obviously with these other costs, and if you can save money in certain places, that would be again selling this box for $35.
0: Yeah, and remember in our sourcing episode, we talk about how you're supposed to be sourcing for three to four months. So make sure that you're breaking this down per month. I would, you know, if you get into our Facebook group, just copy and paste this spreadsheet and then have each month broken down with each product. So, Mm -hmm. okay, next big cost, I know that this is what makes people cringe the most, is shipping costs. And I put down $7.50. So there's two options here one is cubic shipping which is where most subscription boxes go this way because it's based on tiers and it's usually around $7 to $8 and the weight does not matter. So that's the key thing. Um, otherwise, you have to go first class or priority mail and that adds up to pretty much the same cost. You know, Or if it's under 16 ounces, under a pound, you can get away with like $3 and under. But I mean, under a pound, that's not too many things that can fit under there. But you never know you know, use some of that sourcing wizardry and see if you can make it happen in, you know, thinking ahead about that. So, Mina, could you
1: explain cubic shipping a bit more and, and what you mean by the tiers? Um,
0: basically, this is like a formula that's done by USPS. So the United States Postal Service. So basically, depending on the size of your box, it goes by length times width times height divided by some arbitrary number. I forget what it is. 1080 or something like that. Um, that's not really it, um, but it's something around that thousand mark. And then that gets you into tier one, tier two, tier three, tier four. And of course, the price goes up and it goes up by zones. So it averages out. So, like zone five for me probably would be California because I'm in Iowa, or you know, the further away, the more expensive it will be, but it kind of rounds out into that. 7 to $8 if it's tier one. I find that most subscription boxes will probably be in that tier one, tier two, which is combined. Um, tier three is for like the bigger subscription boxes so it can get up there. So if you need to put in $10, you can definitely put that in. I actually have... A link to a article in Subscription School, which is Cratejoy's school for, you know, uh, learning about subscription boxes. They actually have the breakdown for you as well. You know, in that specific formula. So if you want to just not do any digging, you just want to go that article and use their calculator, you can definitely see how they break it down. Um, I find that that article is a lot easier than trying to figure it out on USPS because they. They must not have had a content writer to make it nice and beautiful and understandable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's still, you know, it's still government. But um, so so in terms of shipping also, how, what do you suggest for international? Do you think that they should initially have boxes available internationally or just keep it to the country that they're shipping in or like if they're in Europe and the EU? Um, that's a really tough one. I think that they need to dig into the costs a lot
0: more. I would honestly just do only U.S. and maybe like the U.K. Because I, there's, Cratejoy told us that there was an audience there. Just, you know, and then on my own website, I do Canada and the U.S. Um, I don't try to overwhelm myself with everywhere in the world. Um, But you do have a separate account via USPS. So you know how like you can buy stamps through stamps.com or through Indysha. There's an account that's set up for domestic and there's a an account that's set up for international. So you're basically feeding the money into one of those accounts. So it does over-encompass whichever you're selling it to. And then you have to actually get... I use a software to do this. So I use, let's say, Shipping Easy for all my stuff. But a lot of subscription boxes, because there is no fee, which is why it's not in here, is that they use pirate ship. So pirate ship, it's basically a shipping um, software, and they give them commercial rates. So, but remember, those commercial rates are still at that seven to eight dollars for cubic shipping, or they're at that two dollars to sixty two dollars and sixty cents to three dollars for that first class shipping. So these are commercial rates that you don't get if you walked into you know USPS and you get to preprint those labels and then just drop them
1: off at the post office. And remember if you, if you listened to our episode yesterday with Lauren Copal, she talks about how she did a sale through Zulily and saw the locations that were buying her product because they had much like a much greater outreach than her own website. And she was able to then target that sale on her site. So when you're starting to think about shipping, if you have any sort of data you can pull from, from your website or any sort of flash sale sites, wherever you can pull, you know, analytics, then you can also decide whether you're going to open up to international shipping there. So if you do have a fan, you know, customers in Australia and in the UK or wherever that is, like you can then say, okay, I'm also going to make it available to them.
0: Yeah. And that's where you adjust it in your spreadsheet too. If you have a lot of people in California and you're all the way in Maine, maybe that shifts it by 50 cents, you know? Mm -hmm. So... That definitely. Also, that brings up another good point, Jacqueline. We are not encompassing promotional costs, like what um, Lauren was doing. She was targeted target marketing people that were in different areas in Facebook. In your cost of goods, you typically do not put in your cost of labor. Well, you know, your as the owner cost of salary and the like Facebook costs and promotional costs. So. That is not in here, but you will definitely need to pay. Like, if you want to do an influencers outreach and you need to pay them, you'll need to think about those costs as well.
1: Sometimes, and this is uh, strong in fashion too. I'll sometimes in their cost sheets and margin say the dollar fifty overhead, basically, and the dollar fifty overhead goes in per garment, and that is supposed to cover your overhead. You know, whether it's your salaries, your rent, your marketing, whatever it is. Um, and so, for you to think about that too, your customer can't take on the weight and the brunt of if you decided to do a $5,000 campaign that month. Like You can't spread that out into their box. But over time, you can or you could always just make sure you're getting a little bit back in terms of overhead.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is why you have a whole separate marketing budget and um, have to think about that. Some people save up for marketing budget. Some people are really savvy and they do things for free. So this is where you're thinking about that and really... Pushing your product out there. Okay. So the next piece of cost would be, I put down supplemental printed materials. This is very common and I think necessary for a subscription box to have like flyers or like call outs in their box. You know, like let's say you have access to a specific training that would have the code on there or the feature of a person.
1: I would though on that, for example, like in Sparkle Hustle Grow, there um, you'll get a training In hers, and I'm not actually. We should probably. Julie Ball is in our uh, private Facebook group, so if you end up in there for subscription boss, but we can ask her. But what I would say is that if you're gonna do a training and someone's gonna put their training in, like let's say someone hired us for the product boss, I would probably ask them to make it their cost to ship me the cards so that that's not a cost to me as the subscription box owner. But for example, if you're trying to send them like a uh, promotional card. Like if your friend signs up with this code, like, you know, you'll get a discount or any sort of referral cards, that is something that you are going to have to eat the cost on. The other thing though, too, and what do you think about this, Mina, if they were able to print a card, because usually I have to hit minimums to get a price. Um, if they could use that card for the next three months, let's say in their box versus needing a new card every time.
0: I think the main card that they need is the card that breaks down what the, is in the box. So a lot of subscription boxes will be like, hey, here's the theme. Let's say the theme is um, kindness or something. And then it's broken down, here's what's included in there. And it's like the six items really um, you know, pulled out from there. So I don't think you could reuse it, though there's tons and tons of places that you could get you know, affordable printing from. I put down a dollar for that specific box. So a dollar overall cost, but there's hotcards.com, overnightprints.com, where their minimum is like a hundred, maybe even just 50 actually. So, you know, if you have to over, you know, print it, they're only probably like 10 cents. It's just the cost of doing business. I think you do need some sort of, unless you print it yourself on your ink, which your ink is a cost, then you will need some sort of flyer that breaks down what's in that box and the theme so people can get into the theme.
1: Not only is your ink a cost, so is your mental stability and (laughs) (laughs) your time. Because I have, I used to think like, oh, I'll just print these line sheets, you know, or I'll just print this. And it's true. Like I needed to buy the better printer. I needed to buy the better ink and then waiting for this thing to print because it's not a commercial printer. So sometimes it's just like just send it out. And have someone do it for you.
0: Yeah, and you can tell when it's done in-house. So definitely, maybe just outsource it where they have actual, you know, digital machines or offset machines that make it look perfect and it doesn't smear and things like that. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the next cost, and this is kind of a you know subjective thing. Maybe some people don't want to include this. So fulfillment costs. I am a big fan of outsourcing my fulfillment because as Jacqueline said, if you don't outsource your printing, you shall go crazy. Just like if you don't outsource your fulfillment eventually, you shall go crazy as your as your, you know, number of subscribers goes up. So I put in there a $1.50. This is a generic quote that I got from shipmunk.com. So S H I P M O N K.com based on per box and, you know, the touch points that they would be grabbing,
1: you know, five four to five pieces. So $1.50. So with Shipmunk then, what would happen? Would you then send them all the items individually and they would pack the box for you? yes and they would ship out for you and you'd be giving them your
0: list of you know subscribers so basically they pack they charge you um, sometimes they charge you a warehouse fee if you have overflow or um, with shipmunk they have a facility in California and in Florida so whichever one you're closer to and then they're able to give you those commercial rates as well so the shipping costs might be different for them as well you know or you can just have them ship with your Pre-printed labels. Um, I'm sure that's something you work out with them. But the fulfillment cost is a dollar fifty, and it gets less as you have more boxes. So does that make sense? Like, let's say you had them outsourced. You know, you outsource to them four hundred boxes. The cost would be a dollar fifty. But if you had them
1: do a thousand, it'd be like a dollar twenty. You know. And and when Mina talks about this, if you haven't really been in this business for long. 20 cents is a huge deal, even in, like I said, I talk about clothing all the time, but even a button. So if you have like five buttons on the front of a shirt and you're debating whether you should take one off because it's 5 cents, that's a really big part of your margin that, you know, because it doubles, triples, quadruples to the end consumer. So 20 cents is a, you know, it's it's a lot either way. And it's, and, but also like we said, the time. So managing your business versus having boxes. You have to think about storage, like boxes all over your house. Where are you going to store all the items that you get? Because we do recommend that you source for the next four months, like ahead of time, plus the boxes. So I think one of our clients was talking about, she ordered the boxes, but then when they're flat, they're fine. But when she has to open them all up, like she has no idea where to put put it all. So just thinking about all that and it might, the value might be to outsource this.
0: Yeah. And don't think of it as you're totally hands off and it's fun and it's passive income coming in. This is your team. You need to be communicating with them. You need to, you know, make sure that they're on track. You need to fully, you know, manage that team to make sure that your shipments are going out correctly. It's not like, here you go, see you later. Good luck. You know? Mm-hmm. So I think it's one of those things where even though you're outsourcing your fulfillment, you definitely need to have your finger on the pulse. It's your
1: product, it's your shipment, and you need to be a part of that team. Let me tell you a reason I like fulfillment. Um when I launched Cups Couture, it launched around Black Friday, like Thanksgiving. And then some, I had press and it hit so big right before Christmas and everybody wanted it for Christmas. Guess what? I had a trip planned and I was, my per- I was the person, you know, I had, a, I had an assistant, but she took Christmas off and who was going to do all the shipping for me, you know, and also weekends or evenings when you're getting these orders. Um, so this is something usable for a subscription model where you have your planned shipping time and it has to happen and that your life can continue and not shut down for four days or a week or whatever it is. Or if you're even just a product-based, line and you or company and you need to ship out to your customers anytime during holidays, you know, so you're not chained down. I also want you to consider if you were to hire an assistant, let's just say on average, you got them for $15 an hour. How long would it take them to do the exact same thing, to pack and ship 400 boxes? So thinking about getting the boxes formed, you know, putting in all that crinkle cut paper, putting in the right amount of cards, dropping in the five items that go in, sealing them up going to the computer, printing out all the labels, putting the labels on the box, getting them picked up or dropped off or whatever you have to do to get them shipped out. Think about how much time that would take and that you would need someone that was super reliable and there's always human error. So it's just the value is there.
0: Yeah, I wanted to pop in something that we've been talking about. We're opening up or launching our group coaching program back in uh, again in September. And we'll be going over a lot of this holiday sales and halo stuff. So holiday sales and the halo is the aftermath basically of additional sales. Um, They call it the halo effect. And so my advice for Jacqueline, old Jacqueline, little mini Jacqueline would have been, probably should have prepared for those holiday sales. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, see, I, I literally, but I had just launched to nowhere. So I did what so many people do where they're like, I'm just going to sell on like, I've got the product and I'm just going to launch a website and that's going to be that. And there were, it was like crickets, no sales. So I figured it was going to be crickets. And then all of a sudden there was a huge thing of press, like we were in Us Weekly. So I, it's, but you're right though. Like you have no <laughs> idea when things are going to happen.
0: Yeah. And you want to be prepared. It's a lot easier to um, tackle problems when you have people around you. So the group coaching will be really nice for that, where they'll be like, Hey, you know what you should do? And you know, you could do this and blah, blah, blah. A lot of times it's tweaking um, factory life is what I call it, (laughs) where you're just doing better processes. Um, It's just like what Jacqueline was talking about. If you hire an assistant, should she pack per box, per box, per box? No, she should not. She should poof up all the boxes first then add all the materials, then add the packing stuff. And so it's a real factory assembly line instead of per one, per one,
1: per one. This a one-person one. And the- one. a one-person yes. assembly line.
0: Yes. You should do the same, like, like, like activity repeatedly repeatedly in one station and then move on to the next, you know, task activity because that's the way factories work and that's the way they work the most efficiently. But when you're starting out, you're fulfilling yourself, you're thinking, let me do one full package and move on to the next one. That is not the case,
1: you know, everybody. So just a little tip there. And um, it's like when you pack goodie bags for your kid's birthday party. <laughs> I do the whole assembly line. Okay. Lollipop, 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 lollipop. <laughs> sticky hands, sticky hands, sticky hands, sticky <laughs> hands. Sticky hand. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: that brings us to all of our costs, you guys. So all of our costs would be $27.10 with what we broke it down. Exactly what we told you. So then that leaves us with our selling price. The selling price of your box is what you set. And Jacqueline had mentioned that we put it at $35 plus $5 shipping. So it ends up being $40. Now, I want to remind you that some people love free shipping. So, you may want to say $40 plus free shipping. And then you might want to test that out with, you know, are you making more subscription box, getting more subscribers, I guess that would be the best way to say it, by offering free shipping or more subscribers by saying $35 plus $5. You know, it's just different ways of breaking things down for people. And so, in the end, it's all $40,
1: right? But to jump in on that. So you might be saying, but wait, you said the shipping cost was $7 and 50 cents. So what happens here is that you have to find a shipping price that you think that your customer is not going to balk at or be like, oh no, I'm not paying that. Right. Especially like with the prime mind, like Amazon prime, everything's free and everything's fast. So what, we did here when we said $35 plus $5 added shipping, if you decided that you were going to spell it like that, you're going to eat $2.50 at that cost. So you're going to, you're going to share that shipping price with your customer. Yeah. And you should be happy about that. Uh, <laughs> people be <you> happy now
0: <laughs> people, if they saw $7.50 shipping cost, they would be like, oh, hell no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. What else could you buy for that?
0: Yeah. Because people are thinking they're still in that mindset where it should not be that much. I think $5 is a good gauge of the most that they'll pay. And free shipping is even better if you can build in the cost into the selling price of your box. And they have no idea it's going towards shipping and you have to eat some of your costs. You know, It's just-
1: It's the cost of doing business still. So, yeah. yeah. So but thinking about that, that you'll split it with them or that, you know, that you're going to have them take the bulk of it and maybe then you're only paying $2.50 or if it was a $10 shipping and, you know, you made it instead of being a $40 box, you made it a $45 box. So to reverse a bit, because when we get into numbers, it gets a little confusing. We're telling you that the cost of goods is $27.10, which included the packing materials, that custom box, five products that are going in a shipping cost, the supplemental printed materials, and that fulfillment cost, let's say if you were working with Shipmunk. Okay, and so that's $27.10. Then Mina, how did you then set the price at 35? Where did you figure out that you were gonna up the cost?
0: I set it at 35 because I like that number. Seriously, (laughs) arbitrary, guys. It's totally up to you what you set your price at as long as your margins are good. I basically tweak that price until my margin was in that 35 to 45% minimum which is what cratejoy recommended and remember your margin percentage can fluctuate month to month so i set it at 35 knowing that this is probably going to be the average of my cost every single month per box right i'm not going to go over $27.10
1: hopefully or maybe i do a little bit you know so here's where you play. This is where you start to play with the numbers. You say, okay, what am I? What do we think someone's willing to pay for a box like this? Mina saw somebody post in some Facebook group like, hey, I'm going to, what'd you say? They're going to price it at $15 for their box. <laughs> she said,
0: got my listing up, priced it at $15. Now what can I put in there? And I was <laughs> like, uh, don't you have that figured out? No, I did not comment that. But I thought, wow, she has not set herself up for success in breaking down price, you know, cost by cost, what her products will already be before she set the price of her
1: box, which is not good. No, because you can't just you have to work backwards and see if it's even feasible. So if you, what do you think your customer is going to be willing to spend? And if I would say looking at competition, seeing what other boxes are priced at um, again, like talking about that clothing box where we run into issues is that people right now are doing these subscription boxes for clothing, like uh, stitch fix and they're paying their monthly fee, but then they're buying the product, right? Like they're getting to buy like the items that come in it and pay for it. This is, particular person doesn't want to deal with returns. Like part of it is that she just wants to send stuff out and have people accept it. Well, a company, you know, like Sparkle Hustle Grow or Globin, like you're getting these little gifts basically is how I feel about them. And you keep them. You don't say like, oh, I don't want this bowl. I'm sending it back. But with clothing, if it comes down to fitting, you might, you might like contact the company and say like, actually need a medium or actually need a large. Like how do you get people to keep their stuff. Um, and so in that, it's looking at the competition and seeing how you could either change it or disrupt it or um, match it. So if you're if you're doing a home goods box and Globin is something that you look at, let's say, or an international home type product box, how much do you pay for that a month? Uh, I think it's
0: $60,
1: but so it's, it's going towards
0: third world country, women in third world countries. So every month I get to see whose life I'm affecting, you know? Yeah.
1: That's amazing. It's funny because I just reacted that it's expensive because that $30-ish price point is something that's a little bit more typical and easier for people to digest versus like getting into the 60 to $100 a month type box potentially. So I would say looking at your competition and then starting to price backwards. Like were you going to say something?
0: yeah I was gonna say I think it's 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 expensive too. I buy into the fact that it's it's my giving back and getting a little too <laughs> <laughs> right I'm buying those handmade items from these women, and i'm helping i'm affecting their lives, but they're you know I'm able to give back in a sense too through this subscription box so it is expensive, but you're buying a give back aspect that is one of the things that we talk about is On a value add, you're adding value in, like we talked about, access to training or a give back aspect, or maybe it's exclusive products, and you're able to bring up the value in people's minds. And when you're thinking about the price of your box, we saw very successful boxes that were over $100. Are there margins on point? Let's hope so. You know,
1: so it's the value. So coming back to margin, this is the math side again. So depending on where your brain is. um, So if your cost of goods again is $27.10, that's sort of like you're going to say to yourself, I'm going to always get product that's under $15 because I want my price point to be around this $35, $40 box. That includes... You know, shipping, fulfillment, the box materials, all of that. How do you figure out your margin? And this is where you start to play. So, to figure out your margin, again, CreateJoy recommends that it's between 35 to 45% minimum that your margin is. If your margin is 70%, good on you, you've got a genius idea. So, how do you get there? You take the price, so the price of the box minus the cost. So, let's say, did you do this off of $40 or 35? Forty. Forty. So you take the forty dollars minus twenty seven dollars and ten cents. And that e- what that equals, which we could pull out our calculator.
0: <laughs> so it's
1: like around thirteen dollars, twelve
0: dollars and ninety cents. Okay, um, you did it?
1: Oh yeah, it's right <laughs> there. Um twelve dollars and ninety cents. And what you do is then you take that the price minus cost and then you divide it by the price, and that's gonna give you your margin. So the the price. Forty dollars minus twenty-seven dollars and ten cents equals twelve dollars and ninety cents. And then you're dividing it again by the price, which is forty dollars, and it equaled thirty-six point eight six percent margin. So you're over thirty-five percent, which is good.
0: Yeah, so thirty-six point eight six, it's hitting right in the the goal area of thirty-five to forty-five percent. So in dollars, your margin in this specific scenario is twelve dollars and ninety cents pretty darn good. You're making $12.90 per box, you know, and 36.86%. Let's just round up 37%. Pretty good. So again, that might fluctuate and it will definitely fluctuate with the products that you have in there, you know. So let's look at this scenario in a bath box scenario, because everything we've done on this series (laughs) has been about bath box or bath bombs. So let's say instead you have your packing materials, you have your custom box, so $0.60, $2, and you have your bath bombs. Let's say they're $1.50 a piece. So, and then you have three of them. $1.50 times three is $4.50. Shipping costs $7. You're tweaking this whole scenario and then you're offering that box for $15. If you can get that scenario down to, let's say, 35% to 45%, I would almost prefer to go to that scenario where you're having a consistent product in your box, you know? And it's really what up to you what you want to do. So in that scenario, you have lesser cost products and a lesser cost box. Or you could do the flip side of that. Really high value, really expensive products and a more expensive box. So I'm just trying to get you to think of. Just make sure your margins are on point, you know, and then that way you can really still be successful in all of this.
1: So the margin of, you know, the $12.90 of the original pricing that we were talking about, if you were to make that and you had a subscriber count of 400 people, your net profit margin per month would be about $5,100. So that's telling you that with all this and getting to 400 subscribers and your cost per box being $27.10. So reminder, you need to have that as cash flow too, right? Because you guys have to have been able to purchase all of that. But what you'll end up making is at least $5,000 a month. From your subscribers, and just on just on that four hundred, and not including growth. Oh, and not including better margins on different boxes per month.
0: Yeah, I think five grand is nothing to sneeze at. You know, like that—that's really good. When you think about four hundred subscribers, that seems pr- like a pretty manageable goal. And having that four hundred subscribers convert to you know a little over five grand a month side hustle money, or you know, real full-time hustle money, that's pretty good. So I want to change the subscriber count to 100 subscribers because that's the goal we always tell everybody to shoot for. So since we can't do the quick math here. So of 100 subscribers, let's say you get to 100 subscribers from the get-go or three months in, that's $1,290 based on the specific scenario that you're making
1: per month. You know, that's month over month. So pretty darn good. Yeah. And if this is your side hustle, you know, that's great. And then you can think about it, but really ultimately in the success of any of these businesses, subscription boxes or product-based businesses, you need to get your margin down, 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 down. So just because you want to put it in the box, just because you think it'd be awesome in the box, doesn't mean it needs to go into the box. You need to make money because in the end of this all, there has to be a reason why you're doing this and that you're bringing home money and that it feels worth it for the time that that you're investing and putting into it. So just keep that in mind. Like, if it doesn't need jeans, think of an alternative. And that's what I told the client. I was like, maybe you, can set, you could tell them how to pair it with jeans in their closet. Everybody has a skinny jeans. So if you're telling them this outfit goes with skinny jeans, pair it and add them, add value to like refreshing their wardrobe. Or for example, she has her own website. So it was like, or direct them to being able to buy these three skinny jeans outside of the box from you directly.
0: Yeah, a really, really good point. You know, as we're bringing up the number of products, we said four to six, but my second scenario with a bath bomb box was only three products. So like, do you want to format your box as in a, you know, a lot of products or maybe it's just one or two products? You can make it the way that you want to make it. So really, you know, adapt this spreadsheet to what your
1: specific goals are. I've actually gotten a box before that was big and beautiful and like really cool that had two things in it. Two breakable things, but two things. I think it was two or maybe three. It was like a pen. Was it the candle one? Yeah. (laughs) And a notebook. That's it. It was like a pen, a candle, and a notebook. And the but the box was beautiful. It was like a Tiffany's box, it felt like to me. Yeah. It was. It was a box and a
0: box. So that was was not a custom mailer. It was a like one of those foil trimmed boxes, which is Freaking gorgeous, and I kept that box. I still have that Me box, <laughs> <laughs> and I knew exactly which one you were talking about because I was like, "Wow, that box!" When yeah. I got it, um, but the items in there were really high value, um, even though it was just a candle, a notebook, and a pen. Keeping that in mind, no matter how many products you have, you have to justify the value to your customer that they're getting thirty-five dollars worth in that box. So let me
1: tell you, if I got those three items, a pen, a notebook, and a candle in another type of box, I may have been like, not saying it was janky, but it wouldn't have felt as special, but the box made it feel special. So we're talking about that like unboxing idea. Again, like I'm going to bring up Tiffany's because just side note, Tiffany sells these champagne glasses. I think they might be like $18 a flute and they're Tiffany's. And that's not that expensive if you get six, right? Six or eight, or even if you want to spend $180 and get them 10, even though that's a weird number. But it all comes in a Tiffany's box. And so it's like, it's a reasonably priced item that adds value with the fact that it has the name associated and the beautiful box. And so that's something that you could also think about that, like, maybe your box is slightly more expensive if you're starting, if you're trying to portray this like idea of luxe and that the items inside could be cheaper. So imagine that, like if maybe your box is actually instead $3 or $4, consistently, you know, that's going to be the price, but you're able to put somewhat of like a cheaper or more generic product inside. It's just an idea. But yeah. you could add value by the the perceived value of it. Yeah, for sure. I totally
0: agree. I do think that the way that they could have really leveraged that fancy box is to describe the items that were in there. If they had mm-hmm. had a, like, a flyer or a postcard that said, this is a soy hand poured candle in Whatever, you know, geranium scent. this is the notebook was actually May Designs, which is like a small company, typically expensive, you know, so that notebook, they could have given a shout out to that brand, and then the pen, I think it was a fancy pen, too. I can't even remember what it was. But I think that you have to point out the value in your own box, you know. Mm-hmm. So. it's true. Yeah.
1: Like adding the bonus and, and sort of like calling out or, or referring back to them. And do you think then at that point, cause of the way that I I've done business in the past, but that in that way, like if you say to the vendor, you're buying the candle from, and you're like, I'm going to send this out to my 400 subscribers. I'm going to talk about you. I'm going to really call it out and I'm going to discuss it. Do you have a discount for me? You know, if I'm buying 400 units from you or because especially like when you start to get up in like this, higher amount like you can also negotiate with your your vendor but maybe there's like we're going to get into this but that added value and maybe there's some sort of discount that they can offer for the promotion that you're doing
0: i totally do i think that your only leverage in this case is your promotional ability so like if you have a bulleted list of what your promotional plan is and tangibly you can say to them here's this bullet, I'm going to reach out to 10 influencers, or I have 10 influencers set up, not I'm going to reach out to them. I have 10 influencers set up, and hopefully you do, and they have audiences of blah, 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 a combined blah, 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 and exponentially, you'll get this possibly this much visibility. You also will be featured on you know our previous boxes page. And You also get professional photos that we take that you can also use repurpose in your own branding, things like that, that really add value for the contributing brands. But also, I think that I totally would try to negotiate. This is, you know, like, so we always say that you could probably get wholesale, but if you're giving them that visibility, you're trying to leverage that piece of, you know, promotional item with them, then I think that you should say, would you be able to give me 20% off of wholesale. And if it's done once, I would say we've worked with vendors before and they've been able to give us, you know, 50% off of or 20% off or whatever on wholesale pricing, because we've been able to exponentially grow their audience in these ways. So you're able to really put value to that marketing budget for them. So basically, they have to think of it as they're pulling from their marketing budget as well.
1: And it's, and the thing is, is that it's hard to ask for things for free unless it's somebody starting and they have 400 things they can send you for free. But if you're offering them, like you said, marketing, or let's just talk about this. You're all product bosses. What if somebody approached you and said, I want to buy 400 of the same thing from you. Holy moly, what would you do? You know, like... That is something that we would all wish for because even having wholesale businesses selling to markets, like selling on Amazon, selling wherever you sell, to sell one item that many times in a month, it's huge. So you're adding that value. You're adding that like, you know, they might have a product that isn't doing so well and that it might be a place for them to liquidate it and make some money back on it. We all have that item too in our, you know, in our factories or in our um, storage. So... Um, Just thinking about that. And then also thinking that on average, you might pay a sales rep from 8 to 15%, let's say, for a sales rep. And so you can also think about that as that discount. So whether it's a marketing ad or whether it's just like offering to sell through a product for them. And I will tell you, if you work with in fashion, any of the big box stores, like if you work with um, a Macy's or you work with, I don't know, like revolve.com, they actually will (laughs) get discounts from you. They will tell you like, oh, you want to be here? Yeah, that's great. But you're going to give us a 10% or a 15% or even like an 18% discount to be able to um, sell on our platform. So it's not unheard of if you, because you're, again, you're buying a hundred pieces, 400 pieces, you're buying a lot from them.
0: Yeah, I always just try to cover my costs. So I kind of like if I were to reach out to brands, I would love them to give me their product at cost because, you know, I'm covering their costs, but I'm also giving them marketing opportunity, you know, visibility. So whenever I go into, let's say, Bloom or anything, I try to sell as many as many as I can, like in the thousands. And I give them a steep discount, which means I'm only covering my costs in the effort to test out whether or not a coupon works on there and I get exposure to their marketing or their audience. So I know that's a huge thing for people to grasp because they're making $0 here in, let's say... of one product. You're making $0 because you're only covering your costs, but you have exposure of being in that box. So potentially you could be making even more money.
1: Versus like if you were a part of a gift bag, like sometimes people will get emails about like, Hey, you want to be part of this Emmys gift bag to the celebrities, right? At that point, you're actually just paying to put your stuff in the box versus them giving you any sort of money back to cover your cost.
0: Yeah, for sure. And so I like thinking of it like that because, you know, it becomes part of a marketing strategy rather than a get money back strategy, like a, a profit funnel. If I'm a brand, I want to get in front of audiences that I know are my target audience. And if it means giving my items away at cost, I shall do that, you know.
1: Yeah. And think about that though. Like if you're at your very, very, very beginning and it's like 50, you've got 50 boxes, it might not be the time to pull that card out, you know. but it's something that what you want to do is definitely start to grow your business. And then when you have the subscribers, then you're able to to go in. I mean, even if you get to a hundred, there's some small companies. Um, Listen, any of you, I've got Cuffs Couture. I'm sitting on thousands of them. If someone wants to give me money for them, I will... (laughs) <laughs> I will sling the match yet because I'm now at this point they're sitting there they cost me the money and I'm making zero dollars on them so talking about all this we wanted to just add some couple things for you guys so there's two possible value add-ons and so we're gonna talk about possible value add-ons for people who are contributing to your box since that's what we're talking about in terms of you know you asking maybe for a discount but them getting marketing exposure. So some other things that you could add on for them are professional photos. So if you're already going to take photos of your box, you could say, hey, we're going to take photos of your product in our box and you have the ability to use them or use them in social media. Also just the general visibility, which is what we're talking about. The fact that 50, 100, 400, 1,000 more people are going to see the product because it'll be delivered to their doorstep. They can also do as seen in. So for example, if you were to ship to Sparkle Hustle Grow, like you were to put your product there, it could be like as seen in Sparkle Hustle Grow's May box, And that comes with value, especially if the box has a ton of subscribers and followers and likes and whatnot. Also, previous boxes, continued exposure. So if they were in a previous box, right, and then we're showing the box on our site, then it's more exposure. Yeah, a lot of
0: times I'll recommend to people that have a Cratejoy listing, for instance, that they show their previous boxes if they're like four months in or something. So people get an idea of what they're getting and they know the type of value they're getting. So that, you know, let's say my labels was in a box of yours, you know, Hit Me Up To or Cuffs Couture. <laughs> I, you know, um, my box or my brand is sitting there in the photo on Cratejoy on somebody else's box that says, hey, you know, this is a previous box. And it just gives me me that continued exposure that I'm able to pull from. So when you're reaching out to brands, I would bullet all this stuff out and say, here's what we've seen great response in. People like being a part of our previous boxes, photos. They like the professional photos. They like our as seen in because they can put it on their own website because you want those brands to be in your good what is that? You you know, being good, whatever with you and you want them to give you a negotiated price of cost of goods, somewhere between cost of goods and wholesale. If you can, if you can pull that out.
1: Absolutely. And yeah, so basically like almost like a pitch sheet, like we have people that pitch us to be on our podcast and some of them are professional enough that they're like, they give us like a two page sort of like spread on why they should be on, what, where they've spoken at, um, who follows them. And so it's the same thing for your product. You know, it could be like, All of this, like if you, or let's say you're asking people to be a part of your box, like you get professional photos, general visibility as seen in previous boxes, you know, they get rights to being able to use the photos. A couple other things are like, if you decide to do any promotions for your own business, so for example, you're going to work with influencers and have them do unboxings or giveaways, you could definitely say like, oh, and you have the potential to be a part of this, you know, we're going to do this influencer unboxing campaign and your box would be a part of it. And they have X amount of followers. There's also giveaways. So you can do giveaways for theirs. Like you can add that, they can add that in, like, you know, a chance to win $50 to your website or, you know, an item giveaway and then inside content. So what would the inside content be?
0: Well, I think that a lot of people love that, you know, so when you're asking brands to be in your box, you could basically build a community out of that. So, let's say that inside content is getting to see, you know, inside marketing strategies of how to be in a subscription box or whatever. Some people have built Facebook groups, private Facebook groups where they're actually pulling in those brands and facilitating you know, like a mastermind setting, let's say, or facilitating everybody helping each other. So you get that inside content just by being a contributing brand and knowing that You have that relationship with those people. This is what Zulali should do. They should pull in all the brands that they work with so they can interact with each other and collaborate.
1: Mm -hmm. That's like, Mina had recommended a podcast to me and I was listening to it and it was the same thing for like trade shows. And it was like how to update the trade show and how, you know, buyers and sellers and, you know, everyone could kind of work together because without each other and without our customers, the business won't survive sort of thing. So then the other thing to talk about would be the possible value adds for your customer. So once you've sort of figured out how to get those discounts or that product into your box, because the other thing just to mention, some products might not want to be in your box. Like they might not feel like they're aligned with it. So sometimes you're offering these value adds or offering um, saying like, this is our customer base or this is where we've been seen in as a subscription box. Because remember that as product-based businesses, you also can choose not to sell To stores or to a subscription box.
0: Yeah, and vice versa. Your quality might not be what they're looking for, you Mm -hmm. know? So it's just one of those things where you reach out to them, you try to get a sample, and if you need to purchase it, you do so, and then you work out a price, and then you're in the box and make sure it's a quality driven decision because then you have to justify the value of your box to your subscriber list. So when we're talking about the value adds for your subscriber list, we kind of mentioned some of these. So you could be offering like access to training, perhaps it's access to an expert. We've seen access to authors, which is really, really cool. Um, So access to people that are in alignment with yours type of box. And then exclusivity to products. This is um, something that I've seen people do for fair trade stuff. So I forget that. I think it's called Pure Vita, but they sell three bracelets that are handmade in, I want to say Costa Rica or Puerto Rico or something like that, but every three months you get this handmade bracelet and you get three of them or every, every month you get three bracelets and those are exclusive products that are not on their website in their exclusive handmade bracelets that are only to their bracelet club or whatever it's called. And they do really well at that club, you know, so it's an exclusivity to those products. Um, Next is a digital printable. So maybe you're adding on a value of, let's say your theme is spring cleaning, you're adding on a digital printable that gets emailed to them, you know, of the checklist. Instead of having a physical checklist in there, they're actually getting a digital printable. So if, let's say, we have the product boss, you know, box, perhaps we're emailing you a secret audio of a secret podcast that we're doing. And that gets sent out via email rather than, you know, digitally rather than in a physical box. So that would be something really cool and exclusive as well. But it's in a digital format where you're just emailing it to them and it feeds into that brand or not that brand, that theme of that month. Also, giving back aspect. This is exactly what I was talking about and why I subscribe to Globin. I'm giving back to third world countries. Also, the last one that we wanted to mention is a celeb version of something. So Jacqueline and I were kind of chatting about this. What were you saying about Jessica
1: Alba? <laughs> <laughs> like a celebrity version of something. So it could be a couple things. It could be like if you were sourcing from, um, for example, if Jessica Alba was walking around with a blue water bottle and you're sort of saying like, this is you know a similar blue water bottle that Jessica Alba has. Um, and then you were saying, or it could be collaboration. So if you're big enough, you can collaborate with a celebrity.
0: Yeah. Have you guys ever seen those L'Oreal lipsticks? I think they're L'Oreal, but they come in matte red. And there's so many different shades of red that they've picked celebrities that created those reds. So one is like Blake Lively. One is like Sofia Vergara or whatever her name is. I I think it's her. I can't remember. It's those celebrities that they have certain reds that are good for their skin tones and then they are marketed within their name. So that's a
1: Blake Lively red or whatever. But they're really and cool. And you could also do it like with an influencer. So sometimes if you can't really do it with a celebrity, the influencers are the new celebrities, right? So you could collaborate with them.
0: Yeah. Or even like influencer within your industry. So those expert, like Gary Vee, well, he's a huge one, but definitely like those micro influencers would probably be more attainable. Or there's a lot of people in the fitness industry or any of those where it's like the celeb quote unquote version of something.
1: So that is our episode on margins. And that is where we're going to leave you all with the big idea. So creating that big idea for a subscription box business and how to get inspired and how to build it and then how to make money from it. And that again is the goal, of all you product bosses, the goal is to make money and live the life you've imagined and dreamed of. And this for us, Mina and I with all of our ideas is sort of like a little bit of a dream for us as well. Like we, we, We get so excited and creative with like big ideas and I think subscription boxes and that model is like ideal for some of the things that we love.
0: Yeah. I think the big lesson here is just like they say in Shark Tank, know your numbers. So break down those costs and then know that they can change um, with each vendor that you're sourcing from. So like the brands that you reach out to, they can change in the product cost, as well as, you know, like what I said, the custom boxes that are being manufactured, you can source all of those and you can get better and better and better at your numbers. That's the cool thing. They're not set in stone. And then you can just make it how you want it to be. So it's the prep work. The lesson here is the prep work.
1: And in the beginning of any of these businesses, your margins may not be as ideal or as tight, but as long as you know what you're working towards, you know. So it might be that if you only have 25 boxes initially, you really don't have that great of a margin because you can't get the price point down because you're not buying in bulk just yet. But then knowing that if your goal is, I always tell clients to ask, okay, what's the next tier that'll get the price drop? Like 50 pieces to 100 pieces to 500 pieces. And then you know that if you hit, let's say, 500 pieces, you can hit your target and that's your goal, right? That being said, like an idea is just an idea.
0: Obviously, Jack and I create thousands of them, but if they don't break down into the margins, then they just don't make sense. They're not sustainable. And we're not going to do it. Right. And so you don't have to do the math yourselves. You can use this Excel spreadsheet in our pop-up Facebook group that when you sign up for uh, Create Joy's two-week trial, you get access to. So definitely it's a really fun way to you know, look at your numbers and, and play around with them and see, you know, how much net profit margin, you know, do you, do you want, do you want $5,000 coming in a month? This is how many subscribers you need to get at this price point.
1: So remember two week free trial from Joy, no credit card required, no commitment. And that link is in the show notes below. So make sure to scroll down and click on it. If you sign up, Take a screen grab that you've signed up, email that to theproductboss at gmail.com, and we will invite you into our private Facebook group. This is through the month of May of 2018. So if you're listening in the future, still head over to Great Joy. But this VIP group will be through the month of June to support all of you in this. So June 2018. And we just really want to thank Create Joy for this collaboration and this partnership and this opportunity to really for us to dig deep into a platform that we love and to be able to share this with our listeners. So, thank you, Create Joy, for working with the product boss. And we just want to thank you all for being here. And again, thank you to Create Joy for this incredible partnership. Yeah, thank
0: you, Create Joy. Just a quick reminder, guys, make sure you sign up for a crate two week free trial during the special subscription boss series. It goes until May 25th. And this way you can tap into Jacqueline and my knowledge to help you during this time of adding a subscription box revenue stream to your business. You can find more info or sign up at www.theproductboss.com slash